Hi guys, James Wilson-Taylor here for Rock Sound and welcome to another edition of the Rock Sound Podcast. This is where you can hear all our biggest, latest interviews and catch up on a few you might have missed over the last 12 months or so. And our guests today, we've got Rob and Gareth from Pendulum. They have returned after 10 years away. The brand new single is out now. It is called Come Alive. We get into a little bit of that. We also talked through their recent live stream show, which took place at Spitbank Fort. It looked absolutely incredible, really unique venue to hold that, of course. And we chat about more new music plans, we reflect on the recent 15th anniversary of their huge debut album Hold Your Colour, what to expect from their future live shows, and loads, loads more. If you want to see the video of this conversation, it's up on the YouTube channel right now. Just search Rock Sound and click on the video call playlist. But here right now in conversation, let's listen in. It's Robin Gareth from Pendulum. The lads from Pendulum are on the line. We've got Robin Gareth. How are you guys? Good, thanks. Good to see you both. Good to see you both. Now, we will start this off in the way we've started off every single one of them over the last year, which is saying I hope you're both keeping well, keeping safe, same to all your loved ones, your families, you know, your bandmates and everything like that. Just before we get into music, let's just talk a little bit about how this period has been for you, man. I guess more recently, it's a lot easier to uh, to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Have you been managing to stay creative during this lockdown period? Gareth, let's start with you, man. Yeah, we've, we've done we've done loads. Um, various various projects and ideas and we've had plenty of sort of we've, we've, so we've been lucky enough to have our own space so we can we can still be isolated from everyone else and still be able to work and stuff and and obviously in our own homes as well it's been good yeah nice rob is that the same for you man you found it fairly easy to, to keep going during this time um at, at first we were getting nothing done and it what was more annoying is seeing everybody else I'm not usually the type to look at social media and be like, oh, look what they're doing. But the fact that everyone was like, it's just so great having the time to be productive. And I was sitting there being like, I don't feel like doing a fucking thing. Sorry, can you swear on this? Yeah, you can swear on this. It's the internet, man. Come on, you're fine. Yeah. And, 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 and it's a rock publication. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so initially, I was, I just was yeah, not feeling very creative at all. And then as, as time went on, it sort of picked up. Um, it's, and especially now that it's sort of, shows them back on the horizon so it's just a bit more to look forward to yeah no it is it I, I keep repeating in all these conversations but it really is no mean feat when people have managed to get anything done during this time because you just don't know how you're going to react when when everything changes around you it's great to see you guys still putting stuff out there and let's let's get to it man it's the first new music in a minute really i know we've heard a couple of tracks already or at least one of them um it's it's interesting that it's the first in about a decade. I guess it's a question you must have been asked a lot recently, but I will ask it again. Why now? What prompted that decision that, you know what, now feels like the right time to start putting out some new music again? That's bored. That's something to do. No, it was, um, it felt like if you're not going to bring it back after 10 years, then don't bother. Yeah. It's like 10 years is a good sort of, they're bringing it back now. Like longer than that is a bit like, What's the point? And you're going to come back with completely grey hair and beards instead of partially. And you're going to be much fatter and older and it's going to be much more of a, what the fuck? So it's, um, I don't know, it seems as, as good a time as any. Yeah, t- 10 years is a good point to test if people still care. And luckily they fucking did. Yeah, I mean, that must have been really, really nice to see. Like, it did get such a great reaction. People were delighted to see you guys back with some new music. I guess it helps that you've had such a great live following over the years as well, even in the interim. But, like, it must have been really quite gratifying to know that, yes, like you just said, people still cared after this lot. Oh, it was it was way beyond what we expected. Yeah. Um, 
you know, unfortunately, I don't think our other project, Knife Party, has the same uh, has the same luxury. But Pendulum's always had this sort of cultish uh, fan base, which I do think comes from the rock audience, um, more than the sort of drum and bass uh, EDM side. They are this yeah. sort of loyal sort of cultish fan base, which is which is you know um, stuck around, which is so it's been good to see. Yeah, nice. So when did the music actually kind of start developing for you guys? Did you, I mean, it sort of seems like you had in mind that 10 years was the point where you were like, okay, that is when we are going to revisit this project. Was it like a year before that you were thinking in advance or did it just kind of, were there ideas just floating around anyway that you thought that might work for Pendulum more than anything else? Um, a couple of them, there's, there's sort of nothing for free and, and um, one of the upcoming ones. Uh, had been sort of in the works since sort of 2016, 17, 18. Okay. Um, and then we've just been refining it ever since then. I think, I think at one point, nothing for free, even had like an awful dubstep drop. Yeah, or it was a trap, yeah. Yeah, it was just some trap drop, super cringe. And then the more time went on, we're just like, we can't do that. It's like, <laughs> what are we doing to the song? Um, so yeah, it took but some the, But the music was strong. Yeah, the music part of it was good, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you've got to feel like it's 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 the right decision, obviously. And, you know, you're never going to make that comeback unless you know it's going to match your earlier work. And we can see from the reaction, like we've just said, that it's gone down super, super well. But I wonder when you were prepping it, did you feel a bit of an added pressure? It must, it must have been a little bit of nerves, even if you know it's good in your hearts, that after this long away, it's it's going to be a surreal experience to suddenly put it back out there. Oh, before, before, the, before the driver, nothing pre-release, we were fucking... Breaking it is that the term? Breaking yeah, uh, it is the official term, I believe. Yes. Um, I can never remember whether it's that or turtling. I guess it's both. <laughs> <laughs> Dealer's choice. That's fine. Yeah. Touching cloth. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. As, as soon as that came out, we saw the reaction. It was like fucking yeah, a bit Amazing. of a coming thing. I think. I think also added onto that pressure was the fact that the previous, the only thing we'd done previously which involved Pendulum in any way. It was the, it was the Knife Party remix of Blood Sugar, which we had a reaction to that, which went down like a stack of shit. People did not, people did not appreciate a 128 BPM Pendulum tune, it turns out. Who, who knew? No, it's an interesting, interesting reaction. Let's go with that. But like, uh, by the yeah. time people have, uh, have, are seeing this, guys, they'll have heard the, the next single, which I believe has come alive. So tell me a little bit about... That particular track, I suppose, when did that one come together? What was the approach and, uh, and I guess, obvious single for you guys? I don't, I don't, I don't think it was an, an obvious single. It's, it's the more, um, I don't know. I, I always like having something on an album or an EP, which is a bit of a, a, a curveball. Um, yeah. I think on Immersion, Crush was one of those. It was, you know, Crush and Self versus Self was such sort of, rock influenced tracks that they sort of pushed that direction for us even more than anything else had. Um, and I think Come Alive does that for us this time around. It's very sort of industrial, stompy guitar, goth, throwback sort of stuff, um, which is right on my own. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's what makes Pendulum in a lot of ways, at least, you know, for people, you know, like myself of a certain age, who've kind of known you guys since the beginning. It was always that meeting of the dance style. And then, like you say, industrial rock in particular, you know, I always hear a lot of that kind of heavier style in there. That must have been the the touchstone points again this time around, right? 
that's that's always when I think we're having the most fun is when we do that sort of stuff. Like, fuck it, what do I do? Let's just put a guitar in that bit and see how it sounds, and then add some other hits, and it just comes, it comes alive like the tune. Yeah, like the tune. How appropriate <laughs> it works. Well, speaking of things coming alive, let's talk about your live stream. See what I did there, because what I've loved and I've loved having these conversations with everybody over the year. Everyone who's done a live stream, and there are many of them. They've all been quite radically different and they've all been tailored specifically to their audiences. And, you know, you guys were absolutely no different in that doing it spit back forth. Tell me a little bit about putting that together. And I guess what the challenges are of a show like that, which is not, not in a regular gig venue for a start. And you're doing a show like that with all the challenges of the last year. Tell me a bit about putting that together. For us, it was easy. We didn't, oh, great. We, we, just got on, we just got on a boat and turned up. But for the crew, you should have seen the uh, the the method for loading in the equipment. It was literally like a dinghy with a crane, like slung like a you know an eighteenth century crane slung over the side of the of the where like the gun turrets would be, and they just had to sling up all this equipment. I think they had like ten or twelve tons worth of lighting, lasers, and and other stuff. And so you know, hats off to them for getting it up the side of the wall. And yeah, at, 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 at some. At some point, our, our tour manager, Maddie was like, oh, fucking loading's going to be a nightmare. And I'm like, nah, shut up. No, it's not. <laughs> and then he goes, see for yourself and sends a photo. And it's literally the stairs from the fort just going into the sea. Just going into as, the yeah, sea. As that's, the swell goes up like that. That's where they end. So if you drop a fucking CDJ, that's, that's the end of that. Yeah, I admire the ballsiness of it, though, just to be like, you know what? There's not going to be any crowd there. Let's pick the most insane destination we yeah. can. Was that top of the list in terms of the, the weird place you could do it? We we couldn't actually really think of anything. Uh, it was, you know, credit to our now ex-manager, unfortunately. Um, she was sort of trying to brainstorm some ideas, and she was thinking, like, um, uh, she was thinking maybe we'd, go to the top of it. We play on the roof of the Australian embassy because a bunch of like Dutch DJs are playing. And I'm like, look, this is possibly the least Australian thing. Like <laughs> I know it might've worked for the Beatles, but in Australia, if you, everyone's going to turn on you if you're trying to put them, pull them roof like that. Um, and then the next idea she came up, she, I think she, she saw something in the times or something that, that, uh, the yeah, cause it was on, for sale. sale. Yeah. It was for sale. Yeah, and so she bought, bought that up to uh, That was a fucking great idea. E everyone actually thought that it was like some celeb's birthday party or something weird, sort of weird yeah, shit. Was, yeah. turning up boats. So I thought it was, it was like paparazzi with tele, tele lenses. Wow. And there was, a, there was a naval cordon because we're launching Pyro. The Navy had to set up a cordon around the, in like a several mile cordon around the fort. So I think local people got wind of it and thought, who's there? Man, that's, that's, that's how the other half live. Yeah. <laughs> that's how the Yeah, hiring a fort and getting a massive, massive dance show. Yeah, that's that's really how the other half live right there. Um, but I guess that must got you thinking about live shows moving forward. You know, we're, we're hopeful at this point. I know everything's subject to change, but we're very hopeful that it's looking like before the end of this year, live music will be back in some way, shape or form. You guys must be thinking about how that live show is going to work and how it's going to look, right? Yeah, especially since... Some of our members, well, one of our members is in Australia and um, one is in America. Yeah, the other one's in America. And getting to or out of either of those countries right now is a bit dicey. Um, but, you know, we did the fort with, with, you know, just me and Gareth and Perry on the guitar, which, which you know, had a good energy to it. I, I didn't think, you know, having 
having Perry on guitar that actually you know added an extra element. It's, it's yeah, cool. definitely. Um, so we'll do it. We'll do it in whatever format we have to. To be honest, um, if we can't get if we can't get Paul over from Australia, we'll do we'll do it with Perry. We'll, we'll do whatever. Yeah, no, it's a good attitude to have. I think live live music returning is the most important thing. You got to adapt to those circumstances, right? Yeah, five ways and, I th- and I think I think in the UK it's looking like it'll it, you know stuff's going to be fine. The vaccinations are on track. Shows are in the diary. Hey, there's I've never seen so many shows getting brought to us yeah. you know, it, it, in our career as so promoters seem excited to book stuff. So. Yeah, it looks Loving. like if everything goes according to plan, the back half of this year is going to be absolutely outrageous. <laughs> like, like kids, kids are going to be broke. Oh god, kids are going to be running from one venue to another every single night from October onwards. And God, I hope that ends up being the case. Um, I want to mention as well, you know, milestones are milestones, and I don't try and put too much importance on them, but I do want to mention the fact, you know, we've just kind of passed fifteen years since the debut, and I just remember what a huge, huge moment that was when that record came out, and just wanted to get a little bit as we're, you know, talk about new music and I guess reflecting over the whole career, your memories of that time, and I, I guess the moments around that album where it got co- pretty mad. It, feel, it feels like that really shot you guys up to a level of, of success seemingly quite quickly after the release of it. Talk to me about that particular time and noticing the, the reaction, particularly in the UK. Was this Hold, hold Your Colour? Yeah, yeah, Hold Your Colour. Yeah, that was a, that was, well, it felt like it, felt like it was out of the blue. Um, there seems to be a theme when we're most unsure about a record then it tends to do the best of our work whereas if i'm like that's gonna fucking wait till people wait till people hear this that's fucking sick then we're in trouble we're in fucking trouble if i'm saying that but yeah we, i was saying to go out before it came out you know like if this if this sells under this is when records and stuff still sold uh especially in drum and bass and vinyl was like uh, not the be all and end all, but it was on its last legs. And so that was important. our world. That was our world. Yeah. And so it was like, if this sells less than twenty thousand, let's just let's just go back to That's that's pretty embarrassing after the amount of work that we put on this thing, and then it sells twenty thousand. We'll just go home. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Go back to uni. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it was it, you know even the sleeping patterns were pretty mad. I think we were doing something like. There was no pattern. We were just we were just working until we got tired, and then sleeping for two hours, and then waking up again and doing the same. Uh, which we, was we did three months of that. Yeah. And at That's the end, I, I was to like, be young again. I was like I was like twenty three, and I was like I am going to die. Hey, it paid off at the end, but my God, that is some schedule right there. And I guess it kicked off the idea, you know, we, we mentioned live music already, but it was the beginning of you guys getting booked onto not just big dance events, but the rock festivals, which was such a unique experience and really, really cool to see. Do you have yeah, any... I forget, I forget that because we're putting together the live show sort of immediately after the album came out as well. So it was all that on top of it, wasn't it? Yeah, I just remember seeing you guys popping up on those rock festival lineups, and it was just such a. It was it was back in the days before what we get now, where it is a much more diverse lineup and lots of different sounds, uh, which is cool. But it was it was a real breath of fresh air. You guys stood out in a really positive way. It's got to be nice to to have seen the reaction you guys had on those stages. Yeah, people. I don't, I don't think people realize that, but it was actually kind of weird back then. Yeah, it really yeah. was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was cool. Um, yeah. The the one that stood out for me was still the Reading uh, Radio One. Pen, yeah that was like fucking especially because it was broadcast on tv and it was just pandemonium it was like 
people coming over the barrier like in waves and like people trying to get in from the outside and crushing it. I was just like, damn. And it was this serendipitous kind of thing where like the BBC had to cut from something else for some reason. Their feed was going down. I can't remember the details, but they had to cut to a different, it was like quick fucking cut to a different stage. And it just happened to be these guys in the tent. And I think it went out on the main, on like the main BBC feed. So it was, it was so lucky because uh, yeah, what a scene to see on, on telly. Yeah, rare you get to see those kind of scenes on telly. It's very, very cool. And I guess similarly, you know, it meant you got you guys were hitting the likes of download and stuff as well eventually. And like that again, an, another very different crowd from Reading and Leeds. But what a joy that must be to be so readily accepted on a on a stage like that into an audience that perhaps don't necessarily go to any kind of dance events normally. Probably the the best and most well-behaved crowd, which is weird because we were warned in advance, like, hey, downloads are rough crowd. If they don't like a band, they yeah. piss in a bottle and then they throw it at the, at the stage. And I, <laughs> stupidly, being young and full of fucking ego, I stupidly said, yeah, downloads going to be sick. Bring on the bottles of piss. And then as soon as I... Oh, yeah. as soon, as soon as I read it back, like in the when the interview got published, I was like, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> what did I do that for? I was like, well, we were like making contingency plans in case that happened. Right. Well, Gareth, you exit stage left. First, you go like. Yeah, the, 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 minute, the minute before you walked on, you turned to us and went, right. When the bottles of piss start flying, <laughs> we, go, we go stage right. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was when, not if. Get the piss plan in place. That's that's the advice. Always. Yeah. <laughs> well, it worked out well in the end, man. It's always been great to see you guys on those lineups. Looking forward to seeing more of that. And I guess I'll leave you with this, guys. You know, I, I know you won't want to give too much away necessarily at this point, but clearly there's more new music out there. What can you tell us about your plans for, I guess, the rest of 2021? Um, you know, there's... there's... I think uh, well, there's two singles coming out this year. Uh, maybe, maybe a 30p, but that might be pushed into early next year. Um, uh, apart from that, we'll be doing you know some stuff. I'm sure we'll be doing some stuff with Night Party, you know, fairly shortly after the pendulum, pendulum stuff this year, and then we'll see where we go. And as many gigs as we can cram in. I mean, we'll, at this stage, we'll turn up to like we'll play a gig in a Greg's on a high street. Well, do, it's just, you, just gigs, gigs, gigs. Does your grandma have a birthday? We'll play there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Grandma's birthday party. I mean, I, I, th- I think actually the amount of people that would get excited at the prospect of coming to watch you boys at a Greg's is uh, not to be underestimated. I think that would actually work very nicely. We'll do vaccine parties. If someone's <laughs> just had the double dose of the vaccine, we'll turn up for, to celebrate that. Anyway. Pendulum, available for all weddings and bar mitzvahs. Just get in touch. <laughs> we'll make it work, man. Uh, boys, it's really nice to chat to you. Congrats on the new music. You and too. likewise, looking forward to those gigs, man. Take care of yourselves in the meantime, all right? Cheers, man. Bye. Thanks a lot. Thanks once again to Rob and Gareth for that chat. Come Alive, the single, is available right now on all streaming services. And like I said before, if you want to watch video of that conversation, it's up on the Rock Sound YouTube channel right now. Make sure you click subscribe to the podcast. We're going to be putting up loads of great new interviews here, as well as a few you might have missed. Recent episodes you could listen back to right now include a conversation with Frank Iuro, While She Sleeps, Loz and Matt, The Offspring, Nothing Nowhere, and Machine Gun Kelly. Lots more to come too, so keep your eyes peeled for that. In the meantime, I've I've been James Wilson-Taylor, and we'll see you next time on the Rock Sound Podcast.